You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. Hey everybody, Susan Finch here, your host today for Behind the Mic. Woohoo! Well, not really the host. Paul, you're helping me out today, right? Okay, so why don't you team me up here? Well, today we're going to talk about, last week we talked about how to be a better host. Now the question everybody really wants, how do I get more listeners? Yeah, and it starts before, before we answer that, we're going to do this checklist first. Because there's some basic things that some people don't realize are really important. Those of you that have been writing content for blogs and websites for a long time and are very aware or trained in how to write copy that's SEO friendly, this has an effect even on your podcast because search still indexes that. The search in all these different venues indexes your titles and you want it to be things that your listeners are searching for. So the first thing in our checklist is, do you have catchy titles that give a clue as to what your episode is about? Cutesy names don't help. And bait and switch doesn't help. Don't do a clickbait kind of title. That's just rude. And you'll get dinged in search. Can you just talk about that for a second? Because I think that's a key. People have a tendency to say, free money, anything to get your attention. And then Google goes, this isn't about free money. And you get dinged. I mean, it isn't just that it tricks people. You actually, it works against you. Am I correct if that, if that title doesn't have some relationship to what the show is really about or what the, even the show notes are about? They'll catch it, and they'll slap you on the hand. Yep, that's very true. But it even goes deeper than that. Think about when you're looking up episodes on the different venues, from Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, all of them. You get a little bit of a tip of what it's going to be about for right. your description. And some of the venues, wherever you host, limit how long your description can be anyway. Podbean, of course, lets you go on forever, and we can put full transcripts if we felt like it. But right. most venues, it's very short. And the 150 characters that you start with are the most critical. So the 150 characters, why are they there? What problem will it solve? And who's the guest? So that's critical because that also gets indexed, and it gives people a tip immediately if it's something they want to listen to or not. So the next thing is in our checklist is, are you editing so everyone sounds good? You don't irritate your listeners. We've talked about this before, how important it is. Are your topics and guests compelling to your target audience? That's another one. So we're going to go ahead and, what do you think, Paul? Should we dive into the suggestions on how? Well, before that, let's just let's just spend another second on this beginning part, because I think this gets rushed over too much. First, got to have a catchy title, because not just only are you going to attract an audience that way, you're going to convince Google that this is something searchable rather than some vague thing. The other thing that drives me crazy, what's your title this week? Episode four. That's it. Episode five. Episode six. How is that going to help Google categorize you? And how is that going to help anybody open your spot here? If that's all it is, is just a simple list of it's number three in a series of 300 I don't think that does much. What do you think about all that? Just putting in episode numbers even. I've heard all over the board on this one. I guess they're kind of helpful so you can show how many you've had and makes easy reference for people, makes a shorter URL for things. But you still want to give a few keywords what it's about. One of our newer shows, Blink of an Eye, Louise Fitzsemps, she puts in just a few words. Mm -hmm. Like episode one, The Call. 
Episode two, he talked with God. Episode three, <laughs> whatever it is. I want to hear that show. <laughs> he talked with God. <laughs> it was great. It was a great episode. But it gives us more than just the number. Right. It gives us a tip of what it's about immediately. And everything that she does in that episode and speaks about goes back to the title. And so you're fulfilling the promise. So something as simple as coming up with a catchy title that actually attracts an audience, that actually gives you a sense of what the show is about, and maybe, maybe gets you some SEO benefit out of this. Why are we all missing that? We've put so much effort into buying the equipment, recording the show, getting a good guest, practicing how to be a good host, and then we fail in what seems like one of the most important steps of all, this how we label them. We forget that it's still content. Yeah. It's content on the web, and so it still gets indexed. And we need to still treat it with that same strategy and respect in addition to everything else that we do with our sound checks, our equipment, our editing, and everything else. If we have this great show, but it never gets found, that might be your first place to look. Yeah, exactly. Our, well, I know, you, your listeners. I know you got a lot of other suggestions here, so I don't want to take up too much time just talking about that one. But I think it's so important just to emphasize what you said there. Don't just blow past, come up with any title. Come up with something that's good, that's clever, that's catchy, that'll get found, that'll get categorized, and get people listening. All right, once they do that, what do they do? you got a, you got a dozen other suggestions. Is that many ways we can improve this? They're more than that, but we're going to cover the ones <laughs> that I think are at the top of the list, and we'll see how many we get through. Okay. Well, we're going to blow right through commercials today because okay. we want to make sure we get in as many of these as we can. Let's do it. All right. So here are some suggestions in addition to doing what we just talked about. Number one, create a way for listeners to sign up and receive updates via email. And I know some people say, oh, that's so old-fashioned. They only listen to it in the apps. Well, most of us have email, too. Right. And everybody thinks differently. So Maybe two-thirds of your listeners don't care about email and will not sign up because they rely on their apps. But there's a third that might and might respond very well at a reminder when they see that catchy title, when they see that little teaser of 150 characters of what it's about. Like, oh, I want to listen to that. I totally forgot about that podcast. Mm -hmm. Or I haven't been in my podcast venues lately because I've been so busy, but I'm going to listen to that one. What's Get Response? You've used that a couple of times. I don't even know what that is. Get Response is like MailChimp. Mm. Constant Contact, some of those. It's an email marketing simple program, kind of a CRM, but not really. Mm -hmm. But you can steer people, and it allows you to create what's called an RSS to email feed. So every time that our podcast has a new episode, that RSS feed, our superpower, triggers the email response system, and it will send an email out whenever you've said to do it, to your list of subscribers. I so love be it. Notified. I love it. It is pretty handy. Yeah, why not? So instantly you're sending an audience, hey, there's one here. And we've talked about this before, and I'll, just as an aside, I'll remind everybody, you're a big believer, as am I, consistency. It's not just persistently doing it all the time. It's consistently doing it. So if you only publish once a while, I'm not going to go and check when that once a while is anymore. But if I know every week you're doing it, particularly if every Tuesday it comes out, I'm more likely to go connect and look for that content once I get used to it. This might be another way to remind me, oh, it's out. Right, and here's the other reminder, number two, is automatically post to your social accounts when you publish a new episode. Are you doing that? Mm. There's so many free tools out there. Some people use Hootsuite. Some people use, I like ifttt.com, if this, then that. 
So I say, if there is a new item in the feed, again, our RSS feed being magic, post an update with a link to the episode to Twitter or my Facebook page or my LinkedIn profile or wherever it is. That's a real program, IFTT.com. I can go look that up. IFTTT. Oh, three T's, I-F-T-T-T. If this, then that. Okay. If this, then that. Right. And it, you can go back and do deeper and more personalized posts and stuff, but at least you know that's covered. So do you have a way to schedule promotions of past episodes? We're talking about promoting the one that just came out. Do you ever try and promote the one that last week's, last year's, last month? Definitely. And that is one of the things we talked about before that Nina does. And she will go back and through Agora Pulse, agorapulse.com, I liked I've been I used to use Sprout Social and things, but I kind of it wasn't a match for me anymore for various reasons. And Agora Pulse, I can put up to 25 profiles in the account that I have. And we'll take an old episode. Maybe it was from three months ago, but the topic is relevant again or something's triggering it or we just want to promote it. We'll go and schedule three different posts of that same episode throughout a month or so, Hmm. different days and different times. And it will automatically put it in the Twitter feed or put it on the LinkedIn page, the LinkedIn profile, your Facebook page, your Facebook profile, Instagram, and you can schedule it out. And so maybe you have two days a month that you have kind of light days. Why not use that for promoting past episodes, getting more life out of them and increasing your listenership by exposing it to new audiences at different times of the day on different days? Well, I know you're going to put all this in the show notes because that's the next one we're going to talk about is, you know, talking about ways to um, call for action and calls for actions often lead to doing, putting that in show notes and everything. Go check this out. Go look this up. You've come up with, though, i got to admit, three things I never heard of. I never heard of GetResponse. I've heard of MailChimp. I never heard of IFTTT, if this, then that. And I certainly never heard of Agora Pulse. What is Agora Pulse? Uh, A-G-O-R-A, agorapulse.com. What the? It's, I'm a huge fan of them, and I love their customer support. Once I got hooked, I checked with a few friends that also used to use Sprout Social and a few other tools. Yeah, I've heard of Sprout. I said, oh, I'm so glad you're here on Agora Pulse. They are wonderful. Hmm. Okay, well, you're you're out, fi- you're out finding the stuff that uh, that most of us are missing here. All right, That's so the next call. one, we'll talk about what you're always harping on. You even beat me up sometimes about call for action, call for action, call for action. Oh. Action. Okay, Paul. So we're going to call Paul out here. What Paul does is he'll say, hey, I'm going to be on this. This show is going <laughs> yes, right Yes, I do it all the time. No link to listen. No. Nothing. So it's like, ooh, goody, goody for you. <laughs> what do you want me to do with that information? No, I Nothing. just I wanted to tell you. you. Listen, I don't know anything. Yeah. That becomes something that you do. Whenever you share out on social, I know most of you know this, but Paul didn't, so now I do harp on him for that. At the end of your show, you host... Don't forget to speak your call to action, something easy for people to remember and get to. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher mm-hmm. Radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, all of those. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for our guests, do a call to action. Yeah, You actually Why send them a guest that? package, don't you, to follow up and make sure that they do something with it as well? Yeah, but you also want to be kind to your guests in the show Find out from them ahead of time, hey, what do you want to promote? And Mm. suggest that they make it a really easy link to say and something that's evergreen. But the package comes after the show. You were so glad you had them on there. So you're going to send a package and ask them to post it through their connections, their followers, their social accounts. Make it easy for them. Send the embed code. If you order transcripts, which you should, 
get the transcript, send that to them, any graphics you made. You want to send all that to them and ask them to do that. And I got to emphasize again, it's so easy to do. You got a guest, they're excited, they're they're pumped up after the show, and it's just what they all want to know what you're going to do with it. And I always say, well, we're going to push it out. We're going to do this. What are you going to do with it? They look, give me that deer in the headlight look. What am I going to do? I'm just the guest. No, we gave you some free content. Don't you need content? Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it. I can put it on my social media. I can put it on my website. Wow, it's not just I'm going to go on your show and I hope the phone rings. I can do something. I'm getting free content out of this. And that is something, too. So, folks, you have your own audience that you're always trying to get to. This is how you increase your listeners. You get exposed to other people's audiences, yeah. other people's fans and loyal advocates. That's what you want to do. But be kind. Don't use a guest because you know they're super well-connected. Use them because you know they're smart and they bring value to right. your show. And so then ask them. It's what you do with the content to begin with. How do you post it? How do you push it? What do you do with it? It's what the guest does with it. Who else can push it out? Is there anybody else that can push this out and be your salesman for your next show? Your team. I think that is the biggest hole that people forget can get new listeners. Your internal teams. Mm. It's helping your company look good. Your company looks good. Your company stays solid. Your company stays solid. Everybody gets paychecks. So would so, that be your fans too? Your your internal fans, the people already hooked on your show? Do they tell the world about you and become a passion? Somebody, there was a book written, Jim talks about it all the time. Uh, and I forgot who it was. Maybe you know. But it, he said, to build a company today, you only need a 1,000 passionate followers, people who are your brand ambassadors, as they say, yep. somebody who's going to go out and just hype the world. I'm telling you, this is the best company, the best podcast, the best product in the world. Right. So when I mean internal fans, I'm also though talking about people within your company. You already have a newsletter, chances are, that you send out. Make sure that you mention your show in that newsletter, even if it's a footnote subscribe don't miss an episode it doesn't always have to be every episode but just some kind of generic we have a podcast did you know that go listen to it yeah right really cool you always want to do that and mention your super fans if you had somebody that bragged about your show online during an episode say gosh thank you so much jim for talking about our show last week wow heard him gush it was so cool i never thought of that yeah what a great idea because people love to be recognized so if you've got a super fan why not do a shout out we do these shows live as well as podcasts, which is another unique thing that you guys do. And I find that a call out and a live show is worth a million bucks. If you say, hey, Susie, see you signed in. Thanks, Susie. Thanks, Joe, for the question. Hey, Paul, for coming on and doing this. It, people just eat that up. I learned, I mean, this goes back to terrestrial radio days, and I watch it on Sirius FM, too, some of the jocks there. And they still do. They have their Twitter they have their Instagram and yeah. they have their Facebook page and they will tell people throughout their live shows on Sirius, go listen, tell me what you want to hear. Call me out on social, go to richardblade.com or whatever it is. Right. But you go to all his social things and he will call you out. Hey, so-and-so from Minnesota. And he'll say, tell me where you're from too. Yeah. And he'll mention everything. So when I was in real radio a hundred years ago, oh my God, we didn't have social media, but when someone would call in or whatever, and we'd put them on the air or we'd say, this is going out to you, Susie. And yeah. they would just, oh, the wolf man, you know, this is for you, yeah. little girl. Uh, wow. That just, everybody loves that kind of recognition. They do. They, they like being appreciated. And we appreciate our fans. We appreciate those that are loyal to us. Well, I appreciate we're halfway through, and we've made it through a little over halfway through your list here. So what else you got on the list? <laughs> well, getting back to those super fans, 
call them out in social posts to make sure you are connected. And that's the other thing people forget. I go through more hosts and I connect with their guests. Yeah. And say, I can't wait for your show. Thank you for being a guest on whosoever show it was. And I'm not going to call it any of the host names. They'll embarrass them. But even the hosts have not connected with them yet. Yeah. On right. LinkedIn. Right. They have not followed them on Twitter. Follow your folks. Follow your super fans. Because that allows you, too, to directly app mention them. They'll take bigger notice because it changes the algorithms if you're connected to them and mention them. Rather than just a stranger mentioning them trying to build off of their audience. Do you know that's a good point? We have over 9,000 people on our LinkedIn following here locally at the station here. And people always say, how did you do that? I say, I simply reach out to every guest who's ever been on every show, and they all are excited. Oh, yeah, I was just on the show. Uh, They're under the ether. They're excited. They're pumped up. What do you want me to do? Absolutely. And then we put it in our social profile so people reach out to us. I don't know why so many show hosts don't say I'm a president of this. I'm a past founder of this. I'm a show host. Talk about that. That's exactly one of the missed things. Think about it, folks, on LinkedIn. When you see that somebody's changed companies, Mm -hmm. added a new position, that goes to the top of your alerts because those are big deal things. Mm -hmm. It isn't just a status post on this or I had this project. You list it as a part-time position. Because what this does is alerts everybody who's already a fan of you, who's connected to you for whatever reason. And you can put multiple things in LinkedIn. You can say, I'm this, this, and this. You don't have to just pick one and say, I'm president of this. Most of us know that, but you're right. A lot of people don't. And you can even say it's just a part-time position. I am the podcast host of. And you'll see it has your same company branding, and you put in a little description what that show is, what it's about, how it ties to the company. Any other places I can put those links and tell the world I'm doing a show? Any place else I can put this other than in LinkedIn? Anywhere you have a social profile, but let me finish with LinkedIn. I'm not oh, done. okay. So once you mention that that's out there, it opens up conversations too, and it might end up getting you some open doors for prospecting. Yeah. It might get you some great guests. It may even get you invites to be a guest on other people's podcasts because they know that you must know how to speak a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. If you have a podcast. Right, yeah. And I think getting guests, because everybody says, how am I going to constantly feed the beast and get guests for my weekly show? They're trying to re- get on shows. If you tell them you got a show, you'll get found, and they'll come to you. Well, and the other thing that you might miss opportunities from new people that have never been exposed to your podcast that you might not be connected to are those coming to your website. Make sure your podcast has a landing page on your main website. Yes. Because you want to make sure that they don't leave the site for one thing. You've already worked too hard to get them there. We've talked about this before. Have that landing page because this is also how you get more listeners. Ask for the subscribers there. Well, we have a lot of people. On on this venue, find our podcast on each of the venues. And if you do that RSS to email subscribe form we were talking about, whether you're, you know, pulling it into your Salesforce or your HubSpot or whatever you're doing, you can use Zapier and say, oh, you know, just market as podcast people. So you're not sitting there trying to prospect them all a little too directly and a little too soon. But that's a great way to build your audience. All right. And I was just going to say, you've got two minutes left, two things left on your list here. Not really. I have three, but I'm going to okay. just do one in particular. All right. Include a link to your show in your signature, mm. in your email signature, in your thank you pages after people sign up for other things, after they register. After they have a newsletter subscription. And remember, put it in your newsletters. All the newsletters that go out and are emailed, make sure you include it there too. Even if it's just a little graphic and a little call to action. 
something so they're, oh, didn't realize that. Or maybe they're new to listening to podcasts. You never know when you're going to hit them that they're open to trying something new. Right. And the last drum roll, what's their last two? Ask all your friends to subscribe. What? It's that easy? Well, it depends. <laughs> what kind of I friends? I subscribe to my stuff. And then I can even get a few of them roped into saying, if you like it, please go review it. Just go give a review. Yeah. I don't pay them. I don't bribe them or anything else. Like, you want to do it? That'd be great. And if not, I get it. It takes time. But be appreciative of everybody. Thank them all. How important are those reviews? You mentioned reviews. To get a review, does that lead to more listeners? Does that open more doors? It does because sometimes you can filter shows by the highest rated Mm. on different topics and things. And also... The more reviews you get, of course, yeah, the more subscribers, which puts you to- towards the top in the results on the different venues. When they're looking for podcasts, they're going to do the most popular ones first. Right. All right. Anything else we're missing? Nope. If you guys need help, need training, that's also one of the services we offer here at Funnel Media Group. And you can always ask us. Find me, Susan, at FunnelRadio.com. So what's the call to action today here? What's the takeaway everybody should do? I just do? gave it. Did you not listen? <laughs> I'm just rep- I'm, I'm getting you a chance to uh, repeat it here. Call us. <laughs> if everybody Find out was... more at yeah. FunnelRadio.com. See all the shows that we already have. Learn more on how to do this and let us know if you need help. We can help you with any of the pieces as deep or as involved as you want. And we will help you get the word out about your new show. Everybody needs help because none of us have ever done this before. We're not professional radio hosts. I was, but most aren't. And so everybody's struggling with how do I put on a good show? How do I get found? What? Give us a hint. What's the next one we're going to talk about? I don't even have a hint on that. Oh, one. you don't? All right. Okay. I thought uh, I was trying to. Lead, I was trying to set you up one more time here. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Susan, for your 12 tips of how to get found and get listened. That's the key everybody wants to know. I hope we talk about some of the back-end ugly work that nobody wants to realize they got to do. When I was in real radio, when the show was over, it was over. Now the work just begins, and that's where you guys really can help. So I hope we can talk about that in one of the future shows. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.